Hello and welcome to the second part of this special edition of Manchester is Red, the Manchester United podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm James Robson and this is the second part of my chat with Stuart Matheson, our outgoing chief Manchester United reporter. In the second part of this interview, we talk about, I suppose, the darker years for United, the post-Sir Alex Ferguson years. David Moyes, Louis van Gaal, and on to Jose Mourinho. And Stu's own hopes for the future for United, uh, his thoughts on, on where they stand in this uncertain new era under Mourinho. And he'll also look back at the legends that he's covered and his, his personal favourites during what has been an incredible 22 years covering Manchester United. Tough question here. <laughs> uh, I'd like, try not to sit on the fence with it. <laughs> yeah, <go on. laughs> so many fans of, not purely United fans, but I think more so fans of other clubs will say to me, Fergie knew what he was doing, he got out, he, he left the sinking ship. Mm. My personal opinion of that was that, well, they had just won the title and weren't right. what was it, 11 points. So yeah. Yeah. that seems a bit strong sinking ship. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You said that he got out at the right time, but... Do you think he got out thinking that? Um, thinking he couldn't take this team any further? Probably, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not privy to his thoughts. But yes, I, I think he probably realised that you, know, you could only go to the well so many times until you, unless you changed things completely. And uh, it wasn't a sinking ship. There might have been a few little bit of leaks, a bit of water mm-hmm. being taken on board, but it was certainly not sinking. Uh, he wouldn't have had the Moyes season if he'd have stayed on. You're not saying that. What do you, what do you mean? As in, well, well it finished seventh Moyes season. No, no because, that wasn't happening. Because the Fergie factor was always massive. You know, you, you, you can't put a price on that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that kind of a little bit what annoyed me about players the following season with David Moyes. You know, I mean, I'm not saying he was a, a great manager. and He was a decent bloke. I have no... no no problem with that, but I do think some of the players in that that season sort of, oh you know, he's not, he's not as good as Fergie. I think they privately they had all those that. Mm-hmm. Hang on a minute, if you're so good, are you only so good because did you only win the title because of Fergie, or are you, or did you win the title because you're very very good players? And if you're still very good players, surely you can make a better fist than they mm-hmm. did. Now that might be looking upon it very naively and. You know, some of them might say, you don't know what you're talking about, and we had to do what the manager said we had to do. I do think there's an element of nobody was going to win post Fergie. Um, so. so it was an impossible job. It, it was always said before, it wasn't it? You don't want to be the man after the man, you want to be the man after yeah. the man after the man. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So do you feel like no matter who had taken over, that was a. You know, no, happened to nothing? No, I don't, because I think. I do agree what you say. It's better to be the man after the man sort of thing. I, I do get that. Um, but I think, for instance, if Mourinho had come in at that point, it had more sort of clout and um, respect than David Moyes. You know, David Moyes deserved a lot of respect. Should we just pause a sec? Should have realised this. <laughs> so, start with you just start Mourinho again. Yeah, Mourinho had the respect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think I think Mourinho, if he'd have come in at that point, he had respect. He he'd won trophies. You know, David Moyes has 
good a job as he'd done at Everton. He hadn't won anything. And, uh, you know, I don't want to disrespect the guy because he did a good job there, but he hadn't got the pedigree of, of winning silverware. And so that kind of respect side of it, what in the dressing room for him, you know, they were probably thinking, hang on a minute, we've, we've won X amount of titles here. What have you won? That always happens. And in, in, if you wanted to change things around, they would think, we didn't do like this under Fergie. If Mourinho had come in and done that, I think I'd think, well, yeah, he's won the Champions League twice. Um, well, he won the title, so he knows what he's talking about. It might not be what Fergie would have done, but let's, let's run with this. So I think, um, yeah, a different, a different manager coming in at that point. And possibly only Jose Mourinho as the manager of that side. Maybe Wenger, if he, if he could have come across here. Um, not many other could have would have been right for the, the job straight away. Was Mourinho your choice at the time? Um, the thing with it was I that... It, we, well, I, I don't think... Yeah, I think we very it was quickly almost, found it was, out it was, it was, was did, yeah, There was no, kind of, yeah. there's no kind of period where we could speculate. I, mean, yeah. I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I was never asked who, because it came out very straight away. It's David Moyes. Yeah. So, you know, I suppose... I sound like I'm talking clever, in, in hindsight and being clever here, but if, if you'd have asked me that, I suppose, yeah, I would have said Mourinho. Because I just think United needed something a little bit different. I don't think they needed the the Fergie clone, in, and that's what Moyes was essentially, mm. you know, the Glaswegian who's, uh, you know, quite, um, you know, knows what he's doing in, in the Premier League kind of thing. But... Um, but very much a traditionalist, a, a kind of a, a British type manager. I think United needed to go a little bit, you know, look, look a little bit further afield and get that more continental feel because that's how football was, was going. So uh, the phrase at the time that was coming out of United was "cut from the same cloth," wasn't it? Yeah, that absolutely. was the phrase that kept coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, and he and he was, and I think probably Fergie thought, well, he was successful for me. I mean, you know, he, he was the one that nominated him. Let's be honest and. There seems to be a bit of backtracking from Fergie. Well, that, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, he would have he had a say in yes. it, and yeah. he, he would have put the name forward. I'm sure that it's up to then the the board to decide what to do. But then you think, well, if the the, the greatest Manchester United manager ever, the most successful manager in the country, has has said, I think it should be so and so. Why would you go against him, even if you had your own private thoughts? I could understand why United did it, um, but you know, again. It's easy to talk in hindsight, but I don't think it was the right thing to do. So it didn't last long, did it? Um, I think even after such a terrible campaign, we were surprised to see him go, weren't we? Because it seemed so yeah. un-United. In fact, it wasn't un-United, was it? We've discussed well, this many times. Yeah, know? yeah. No. Um, not sacking Fergie is not a sign of restraint, is it? <laughs> That's <laughs> right, exactly. You know, yeah. They've got a history of sacking yeah, managers. They've they? had six managers between Busby and, yeah. and Fergie, which is only, what, 16 years, so... But it still felt like a shock, didn't it, when it you did, went? Yeah, so because I just, yeah, it, it wasn't a long time, and you know, it was almost like oh, we can't let this. We've got to be winning well. Changing managers not always proven to bring success, and yeah, I, I, do, I do think he was a you know, the football wasn't great. I know that, and there's the dressing room issues and everything. But I, and you know, he, he didn't buy the didn't buy the players that he, he, we were sort of writing about that they looked like they were being promised and all that kind of there's a lot of things went wrong but you know maybe another another year and then just see how it went I think they could have afforded to give him a little bit longer so we move on to 
to Van Gaal. Again, I think it's probably another period a lot of fans would like to brush over. Mm. Um, he obviously ended with a trophy, so that is his legacy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But I remember that season you writing something that was very unlike you to write, which was after the defeat at Mitchelland, mm. when you wrote that it's time he has to go now. And that yeah. wasn't like you to write something like that. Mm. Um, what prompted you to, to do that? Well, firstly, at first, that, you know, when, when they appointed Louis van Gaal, the part of me thought, I remember Louis van Gaal's side when, they, when United played Barcelona in 98, and there were two 3-3 three, three matches, one at Old Trafford, one in the new Camp in the Champions League group section. Fantastic side with Rivaldo in and, and wonderful, uh, wonderful performers and, and, and a great entertaining side. So I'm thinking, yeah, Louis van Gaal, you know, um, had a great Ajax side as well. But well, then you think, well, hang on a minute, that was in the 90s. We're now in 2015, 14, whatever it was. His only success in the meantime had been at Bayern Munich. Now, you know, I'm not saying anyone can... But, you know, for Bayern Munich to win a Bundesliga is not a, mm. it's not a shock, is it? So I was kind of thinking, maybe he's not the... And I, I did think, you know, United should go continental, but I just think he was probably a little bit too long in the tooth. Um, it wasn't the right age of continental manager I was thinking about. But I still thought, well, hang on a minute, you know, these fantastic sides he created. But very soon it became very obvious it was it was just boring. Mm. I didn't enjoy going to matches. Nobody enjoyed it. I like Louis as a man, I'll be honest with you. He could be a difficult at times, but I, I did quite like him as a bloke. And some of his uh, press conferences were entertaining. And that's why I always far more entertaining than the, the football. Weren't well, they? exactly, yeah. And that's sometimes what I find difficult because you know you might like the guy, but mm. you've got to criticise him because the football was awful. The Mitchell thing was a very, very low point, and I just felt that you know, and I think one of the phrases I wrote was, "Is anybody listening inside Old Trafford? Were they paying attention to what the fans were thinking?" Um, because it, it was just the worst I'd seen, you know, I mean, and United had sacked Dave Sexton many, many years ago for negative, boring football, and it was just, that was just what it was, and uh, so I felt compelled to write that, uh, I, I don't, I don't enjoy writing, I don't enjoy stabbing people in the back or suggesting they should lose their job, I don't, I don't particularly like doing that, and I wasn't used to having to do that, but I just, I just felt, you know, it's reached a point where, I, I, yeah, I suppose I, I felt on a good, uh, on good ground because I knew that United fans wouldn't say you're talking rubbish you know mm. because that's what the, you know you do you do all your, you always have your ear to the ground you do your research I knew what they were thinking so I knew it was on a pretty safe wicket to actually make that call and alright it didn't happen overnight as I suggested but uh, a couple of months down the line it, it, it did Did you get any comeback from him for that because he wasn't averse to calling people out in press conferences was he? No no it, he generalised. He, he he did sort of say, "Oh, you, you know, you all wanted me out and all this," but he, ne- he never. It was never personal about it with me. And I, and I know he saw the stories because that's what Manchester United managers do. They get all the clippings of, mm-hmm. of the papers and they're given them by the press office. So I know he saw it, but um, yeah, he didn't. He didn't make it personal, but generalised that you know we, he lot wanted me out. Blah blah blah. And, and I always remember him coming in at Wembley in the press conference with the FA Cup in his hand and he had this, <laughs> I say smug, but yes, but he was smug, he had this, and he, he wasn't smug really, he was more of a stern look and 
plonk the cup in the trophy and no one's left to say there you go look I've won <laughs> 24 <laughs> hours later he's out of a job <laughs> well, I'm glad you, you bring that up because I think despite what you'd written you were uneasy about the way that happened weren't you I mm. think people you spoke to at United were uneasy about the way that all yeah. came about weren't they that that sort of I don't want to say a lack of class but it wasn't it wasn't nice was it the no, it wasn't, and um, you know United are a, are a classy club, and they've done a couple of things really, I suppose, with, with with David Moyes early, and then Louis. But you think, well, you know, this is this is a more sort of brutal age. You know, you you've got to do it, and as much as Louis won the FA Cup, the fans wouldn't have been happy. You know, the the, the hierarchy know that as much as I said, I I knew it. The hierarchy would know that the fans would not have been happy if Louis had stayed on another season even if they had won the FA Cup it, they just wouldn't have been so you know the I think the board knew what the what, what people were thinking so yes it doesn't look classy I suppose but what would you do carry on and you know slow lingering death um, no you've got to you've got to act in this in this sort of ruthless football world now and they did and you know that's 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 the game I mean as all managers say you know they they're ruthless with players, so if it comes back to them, then you can't you can't go crying about it. Yeah, they'll sell winning players, won't they? On the back of a title winning season, they'll sell of players. They will, yeah. So winning a trophy in. doesn't make you no. They bring somebody in who thinks better, because you might not be doing. You might have won the trophy, but actually, I think I know someone who does a better job than you. Can play and score more goals than you, and they bring them in. That's that's football. It's it is. It's brutal. It's ruthless, but. You know, if you if you buy into that, if that's if that's what you want to do, then you do it. And I think United made made the right decisions, but yeah, it didn't look great. Was it a case? Do you think that they simply couldn't afford to miss out on Mourinho again? If if they didn't get him, he was available, of course. Yeah. Now, if they didn't get him now, who knows if the chance might ever come up again? Do you think that would have preyed I, on I their think, minds? Yeah, I think that all that was going on in the background, and I think, I think you're absolutely right. Been sacked in the December when United had a bad Christmas as well. So yes, all right. You might think Mourinho would be damaged goods. He's just been sacked by Chelsea, won the title, as he lost it. You know, mm. going back to talking about being losing it. But at the time, there was no other. I don't think there's any many many candidates around. All right, Pep Guardiola was probably the only one, the only other one, and um, might not be politically correct to say it now, but I think United fans would have been happy with Pep Guardiola. Yeah. That you know, if you if you got in then, but um, uh, but I think he actually I think he chosen to go to City just before that, hadn't he? He he City announced him going there in that's February. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You've got think, Ancelotti had gone to Bayern Munich. That's it. That had been confirmed right, in yeah. December. So the, there literally was really no other candidates yeah. out there. So if you're going to sack Louis Van Gaal, what do you do? Obviously, there's Ryan Giggs. I mean, that was, you know, a lot of people thought that would have been a good thing to do, but you know, Ryan, uh, great footballer that he was, fantastic lad, fantastic guy. Won everything there is to win. Did he have the sort of personality to co- to manage Manchester United? You don't know until he's given it, and I suppose that was his, you know, that was the thing that would irk him more than anything else. That he never got the chance to prove it. Um, but apart from that, there really was no. United needed a, a, at that point. I think they needed an instant fix. You know, Giggsy might have taken 
two or three years, you know, to get it round to success and how he was thinking it. Mourinho does give you that instant fix. Giggs might be the ideal next man after. Yeah, it could Mourinho. well be. Yeah, but he'd have to go somewhere else first because he'd been out of the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would have been that. And if he'd stayed on with Jose, then you know who knows? We he, he didn't want to do that. I can understand that. But Jose just gave you that instant fix. I mean, you, you just knew that. All right, the last season wasn't great for a, a, lot, of, a lot of the time, but he wins you two trophies. You know, he, he wins you the the League Cup and the Europa League. And he let you complete your personal set, didn't he, with the Europa League? Yeah, that's, I thought of that. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> that's right. You've done a clean sweep now, haven't you? Uh, yes, if you discard the old European Cup Winners' Cup, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I've forgotten about that, but yes, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. But um, yeah, but you know, there were sort of, shall we say, downgrade trophies to what United were winning, but they've been an absolute fantastic platform for them because it's like going back to Fergie in, in the early 90s you win the European Cup Winners Cup and the FA Cup and it gives people a taste for it you, you, people start believing in the players they believe in the manager and you know and I wrote a piece not, not so long ago sort of how you know, Marino's made some decisions that you think not so sure about that and you know, like Fellaini well, you know, sticking mm. with Fellaini well because he's been successful last year and he's successful again the United fans will accept it. They, they disliked Fellaini last year, but because Jose says he's all right, he's all right. And and that's what it's half of it's about. It's half the battle, really. And so I think those two trophies were, were fantastic for him. You wrote in your, your final match report for the MEN mm. that it was like old times again. Yeah. Is that what, what you believe? Do you believe that in Mourinho, this is going to be a title-winning the title will come back to, to United. Yeah, I do. And, um, you know, if I didn't think it would be. I didn't think it would happen quite as quickly, even though I said he's a quick fix. Um, I didn't. I thought there might be lower-grade trophies for a little while, and an FA Cup here and there, and a League Cup. And a, I didn't think they'd be um, challenging for the title. I thought, that, yeah, top four. Um but I do think he's got something going there now. As I, as I say, he's got the belief of people believe in him. Um, he's he's got them playing how he wants. He's getting more of his own players in there now, and uh, and that's all this part of the bus business. And it's a phrase that I don't particularly like, but he was always infamous, famous for that. Um, but he knows how to win matches, so he, there is that element of it. And I think you know we do tend to get carried away thinking every single match under Sir Alex Ferguson was a, a goal fest and you know a thrilling entertainment it wasn't you know there yeah. were times when United had to grind out results and he'd, he'd be defensive you know and, and that's that's how Mourinho's building it now he's, he's getting a good solid defence with him and there are so many echoes from those early Fergie years now where built from the back got a lovely foundation brought a bit of speed back into the side which I think they were lacking last year and a goal scorer, and um, yeah, the the elements are there, and uh, I, I can see, I can see again going to final days, final matches of the the, the title challenge again, Champions League. I'm not over sure about that, but I think they'll, they'll be in the knockouts, and why not uh, quarterfinal, semi-final? Uh, sadly, I won't be there if it's the final in Kiev, but there you go. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, 
I think they will be back in Champions League finals in, in the not too distant future for sure. Title this year is that a bit too soon or no? No, I don't think. I mean, maybe if you'd asked me a few weeks ago at the start of the season, well, when I've seen how they've started and how he's building on it, no, I think he's uh, he's got something there, and uh, it, it is a, when you think about it, it is a massive jump from six last year to winning the title, but. Hang on a minute, Leicester did it. <laughs> well, someone said to me recently um, about whether United could win it, uh, and I said I thought so. And they mm. said, "Well, who whoever makes the jump from yeah. from sixth to winning it?" And I said, "Well, Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea, exactly. Chelsea, the, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. and then of course yeah. Leicester as well. Yeah, in fact, that is the route, isn't it? Absolutely, it's doable. There's yeah. no there's no doubt about it. Uh, and uh, you know they've put the foundations in. They've got a great start to the season." And I can't see them throwing it away. You know, they'll be there right to the last minute and why not win it? The big question with Mourinho is always how long? Yeah. How long are you going to keep him for? I think we can accept he won't do 22 and a half years. <laughs> um, but do you think he's here for the long term? From what you've seen of him, from what, what you've, you've spoken to him, you've spoken to people at the club, I know he's living in a hotel and lots made of that, but yeah, he's got yeah. a family home in London, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Do you look at him and think, he thinks he can build a legacy here, or do you think this is going to be another stop until he goes somewhere else? That's a, that's a very difficult question because I, I, I don't know. I, I just wonder if it's in his DNA to, to be a short-term manager, and whereas Fergie managed to change things around and, and bring new players in, the, the, the trick is always to, you know, when you say the same thing day in day out, you've got to either bring new players in so it's a different set of ears listening to you or you change your way. Mourinho's track record almost suggests that, you know, it is short term and people get fed up of it and they, they don't buy into it eventually or he has a fallout and this, that and the other. Um, so I, I, I still think there's probably that that chance of that happening. Um, but I do think, I do get the impression that if you speak to him now, I think he would say no. Uh, I think I've had those kind of short term and, and and if he thinks he's uh, in it for a bit longer, then he's the one that's going to make it work and avoid the things that he's done in the past. And if he if he loves the job that much, he loves this is what he's already wanted. Then if he does want to stay long term, I think he'll make it long term. Is the club in good hands from top to bottom? We've talked about the turbulence just mm. during the period that you've covered them. The amount of protest you saw when the Glazers yeah. came in they're still in charge mm. um, they're spending money which is something fans always accuse, said they would never, they would never do yeah. um, you could hardly claim they're not, they're not spending money um, certainly on, on squad investment mm. down to Ed Woodward who's had a lot of criticism but again he's doing what I suppose you saw for a long time David Gill get accused of not doing which is yeah. again buying big players spending yeah. a lot of money uh, right down to Mourinho do you think they're in good hands? I do, yeah, and I know, I know uh, I'll get a lot of flat from the anti-Glazer faction, uh, and I get that they see it a little bit differently from mine. It's, it's their club, you know. They they see that they've taken money out of the club. Going back to what I'm saying, I've been talking about before, I feel very uncomfortable with financial things and all that. And um, but I, I did get what they were saying, but there's a and you know a lot of United majority United fans just think, well, you know. Um, we're winning trophies again. We're getting the best players. This is what this is what we've ever asked for. So, wh why are they doing so something so wrong? You know, um, 
I think there's there's, there's two there's two sides to that story. There's the I'll say the ones who really see as the the all star Manchester United, and that's our club, and we don't want many people taking money out of it. And then there's the rest who say, well, you know, we we're, we're going seeing great footballers, we're seeing great matches, we're seeing great trophies. What's wrong with it? We're, you know, so and, and Edward Wood, I think, um, you know, he had, he's had a difficult time. He, he came in, um, you know, on the back of David Gill, not really, you know. It's a massive job to undertake, and it's a difficult time for the for the club. You know, I mean, David Gill gets out just as Fergie's leaving. I think that's very timely. Uh, you, yeah, you know, you don't want to be the one to choose the next Fergie, and and, and Edward Wood has had to do it whilst I won't say learning his trade because he, he's he's a, he's a great businessman, but you know, learning the football side of the you know uh, negotiating with agents and things like that. Um, but he's doing it, and you know, like I say, he's getting top players here. So, what's really so wrong about it? Um, there's not much to, you know, there's not much to say. There's that United are doing badly. I don't think. Can I ask you a few quick ones? Yeah, go on. One word answer. Yeah. Schmeichel or De Gea? Schmeichel. But if you'd said De Gea, it would be a two-word answer, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stam or Vidic? Well, I did put Stam in my my, uh, my best ever eleven, partly because of him winning the the time mean, the, uh, the the treble, and maybe also because I was just throwing in something there to be a bit controversial <laughs> to get people to argue about it. Um, there was yeah, you could put a cigarette paper between those two, and the man I thought was a fantastic player. I liked him an awful lot, and yet wasn't uh, he was he was a great guy as well. He wasn't here as long as Nemanja, so uh, that was a bit of a toss-up, and uh, I was just being a bit um, cheeky, shall we say, with that one. Okay, well, should I really then be asking Stan or Ferdinand? Because Ferdinand got in the team, didn't he? In, in your team, the, your best team. Yeah, team yeah, covered. yeah. So, if you had to pick between one of them, if I had to be t- well, between uh, Val, I think I would. I know be, different players, but yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would go for Rio. Um, so he'd be the best defender you've seen at, at United. Yeah, for for longevity, um, for his style of play, which was great. I mean, yeah, I, I was brought up initially on Steve Bruce and Gary Pallister. Fantastic guy, really helpful for me. Brilliant footballers. But Rio was just a... He was, he was a classic Rolls-Royce sort of player. And uh, and again, another great individual. And maybe I do judge too much on how they, how they are with you personally mm-hmm. after matches. And he was always a, he was always a go-to man because he, he would be open and uh, it was generally always available so uh, yeah Rio was perfect in a lot of ways Beckham or Ronaldo? Oh goodness me <laughs> I think I'd have to go Ronaldo I mean Beckham I think was, was sensational uh, as the service he provided was wonderful but Ronaldo was just a, a trick machine when I'm a, it's the kind of player I would uh, a lot of people would always wanted to would want to be you know all of the, the trickery and everything the entertainer and loads, shed load of goals, shed load of great goals. Yeah, I'd have to go to Ronaldo on that one. Robson or Keane, and not in your time. This is that's not that question because right. <laughs> I know Robson was at the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. But Robson at his best, Roy Keane at his best. Oh goodness me, James. Um, ah, goodness me. Uh, Keane, why? 
because he'd kill me if he <laughs> <laughs> if he finds out I said anything differently. <laughs> did, did he have more to his game? I did that. No, I don't know. I don't think so. Robson was more um, of a goal scorer, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, the, there's not an awful lot of difference, but I just think again, I suppose I'm being clouded by what came drove mm. United to, and I, you know, I didn't see Robbo as much in his pomp, but you know, I still remember that Keane game in Turin against Juventus. You know, that's a, to me is a standout performance, uh, and you know, he won so much with United. More than Robbo did, really. Um, so, yeah, Keane. Van Nistelrooy or. Or who? Who do you think I'm going to ask? Cantona. No. Oh, <laughs> Rooney. Lukaku. No. Oh, look at, oh, goodness me. <laughs> well, Van Nistelrooy has to be. I suppose my question is more what do you think Lukaku can become? Well, I think he can become. I mean, you want to see, have to see what he's done now. Yeah. And, and I must admit, he's. he's He's done far more than I expected to do. Um, he's not a finished product by any stretch of imagination. He'll admit that, and fair enough. Um, I wasn't. I can't say I would have been saying, "Oh, you've got to get, get Lukaku. You've got to get mm-hmm. Lukaku." But I see what he's done. All my hands up. He's brilliant, and he's he'll, he'll learn um, and he'll score a shed load of goals for United. Um, so I'm sure he will be. I'm not saying I can see him as the taking over Rooney's mantle as the all-time top scorer, or even Rude's, you know, scoring as many goals as him. You just don't know how long these people are going to be around here. I thought Rude would be here longer than he was, um, but yeah, he's certainly got the you know they've got the right manager to do it now. Um, so I would I would certainly say he's going to be up there. But if you say at the moment between the two of them, Van Nistelrooy the was just a goal machine. Stick it anywhere around there and score a goal. Brilliant. Skulls or David Silva? <laughs> oh, yeah. Skulls, it's got to be. Yeah, I do, I do admire David Silva. Uh, I, I really do. Uh, but, um, no, Skulls, he was, was just terrific. Uh, great goal scorer. Um, vision. Scorer of great goals, shall I say. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just think he, he, he was just... Uh, and how could I argue with say someone like Zidane for instance who describes him as the best ever he's seen he, he was just terrific I think he loved his tackling <laughs> even though he made you win so people he tackled didn't love it no he didn't, well, didn't at all but it, it just added to his sort of persona for me and that all that I'm not talking business and everything yeah. now look at him yeah. <laughs> the frustrating times I try to get something out of him but yeah no Scalzi got to be uh, Wayne Rooney mm-hmm discuss well the facts and figures are there you don't stay at Manchester United for 12 years 12 years 12 years uh, if you're not a very very good player and particularly up front as well and he's the all time Manchester United top goal scorer he delivered I agree with a lot of fans who didn't like the two elements of, of when he wanted to leave the club uh, I thought um, disrespectful in, in, in many ways I was a bit surprised by him because I didn't think he was that type of a person um, so then he, you know, he tarnished his image because of that football image with the fans because of that and, and I can well understand that why would you why would you do that holding on to the, the club's head why, why would you even want to leave Manchester United I get all that um, but if you can put that aside then you know 
12 years scoring goal after goal after goal. Um, uh, I think legend is a little bit uh, too easily banded around these days, but um, I think in that respect, yes, he is a legend. Does he get the respect he deserves? Probably not. I think, well, no, I think, I think if in the end, I think he turned it around with the United fans and you saw the reception he got when he came back with Everton. I think they, you know, they, they saw a, a player that was dwindling as a United, uh, key United player and, uh, but you know they gave him a great reception, so I, th- I think he I think he won them round in the end. There might be still some dissenting voices. I I can understand that, but I think generally speaking, Wayne Bruny will be fondly remembered. Who is the greatest United player you have seen? Um, well, I think this is going to be a toss up between Eric Cantona, Cristiano Ronaldo, Ryan Giggs. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Scholes. Um, I'd have to. I think I would again. Eric, I thought was was fantastic. He was coming to the end of his United career a little bit, and I had a couple of nice stories with him, and I did like the guy very much. So, um, but he didn't win a you know he didn't win a European Cup, for instance. Uh, but to see Cristiano Ronaldo go from that sort of a, a young raw kid came over from Sporting Lisbon to what he left as the World Player of the Year and winning the, uh, the Champions League and the goals he scored. I think his journey for me was brilliant and uh, with all due respect to the rest of them, I think I would have to put him at the top there. Any players you really wish had had joined United in your in your time covering them? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, I mean, Zidane. Uh, I'd love to have seen him at Manchester United. Who else could have been? And Fergie yeah. famously decided not to sign him because he still had Cantona, didn't he? That's right. He'd yeah. fit them both. Yeah, yeah. Team. And he didn't think he. I don't think he thought he was a midfield player. Either, mm. so, um, that was when he left Bordeaux, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Yeah, but you know, it's easy to say we got it wrong there, but he's the man that actually makes the decisions, and yeah. he got more than wrong, right than wrong. Um, the original Ronaldo, I'd love to have seen it. Uh, I felt privileged to see him score that hat-trick uh, for Real Madrid there. I'd love to have seen him. Messi, obviously. I mean, or any of that. Messi, Iniesta, Xavi, mm-hmm. uh, um, any of those you'd love to have seen. Shearer? Yeah, I would. Yeah, because um, he was a great goal scorer. And I think he would have scored more goals for United than he did for Newcastle. And he would certainly have won a lot more than he did with him in Newcastle, did he? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, Shearer is another one I'd love to, yeah, definitely, without, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. Gascoigne wouldn't have been my ear, I suppose, but uh, going back to people like that, it's the type of player that, you know, they entertain, you know, they get you off your seat. And, and any top one like that, world class one like that, I would love to see at United. Two more quick ones. Go on. Mourinho or. Guardiola. I've got to say Mourinho. Um, because yeah, he's a man in that. Yeah, this is going to sound like I'm sitting on the fence and all that. I do, I do think Guardiola is a fantastic manager, and um, he was in charge of that Barcelona side, which I thought was the greatest club side I ever saw play against United that night at Wembley in 2011. Was it 2011? Yeah. Yeah. I um, with you. Yeah, that's right, you were, yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, that was, apart from the result, I thought it was one of the greatest performances I've seen, you know, one of the greatest matches I've seen. 
Um, so I, I, just, just because he's on the other side of town, I would never dismiss him as a bad coach or anything like that, even though there might be all this bits of banter going around. I think he's great. But Mourinho's the man there, and he, he's, he's, he does it a different way. But as I've said to you before, he's a serial winner, and uh, that fit with Manchester United is perfect. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go for Mourinho, obviously. <laughs> Old Trafford or Main Road? <laughs> well... Main Road was a. <laughs> it does. It's very much my childhood, but uh, it really was a patchwork of a place. <laughs> there was a stand for each different decade, I think. So uh, yeah, it was, but so old, but old Trafford. Um, you know, I've seen so many great games there. Um, it's got to be Old Trafford. Well, Stu. I think uh, that just about draws an end to it, unless there's anything you particularly wanted to add that we haven't. No, not really, just that I've enjoyed it, it's been a privilege. Um, yeah, and uh, if I'd be very surprised if any provincial newspaper man reporting on a particular club will ever do what, what I did. In, and I'm not saying that's sort of down to me, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about what I've seen Manchester United achieve and 23 tro- tro- major trophies in my time. The places I've been to are just remarkable. and. Uh, I don't think um, I don't think many people will ever do. I don't. I don't think they will. I don't think anyone will report on a treble again, personally. Uh, so, I've, I've, as I say, it's not down to me. It's down to the football. But I'm proud of what I've done. Well, I'm sure I speak for all our readers and everybody at the paper when I say you will be sorely missed. I've worked with you now for ten years, and it's been a it's been a privilege. Yeah. And I certainly wish you all the best for the future. And I'm sure I'm going to see you around at grounds. Hopefully, in the future, yeah, because yeah. you, you're not you're not hanging up your pen, are you? No, my, my laptop is not shut. Um, it's going to be open. I'm uh, cutting down the hours and semi-retirement. I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 60 next year, so I'm ready to <laughs> take it a little bit easier. But you know, I, I love my football. I love writing, so I still want to do a bit somewhere here and there. And work on the golf hand- handicap. That needs an awful lot of work, I tell you. <laughs> Don't say the handicap, please. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure. And I just wish you all the best for the future. Thanks, James. It's been a pleasure too. Remember, if you want all the latest episodes of Manchester is Red, you can find them by subscribing to iTunes and Audioboom.